Apologies if that was the loudest thing ever. Uh, yikes. It's been a hot minute, so oops. Sorry if that's what it was. If not, maybe you're one of those uh, listeners, one of those users that keeps their volume at like a safe level. Like maybe like a, like one third. Maybe you're not pushing the beats Dre to the max. Maybe you're on a stroll. You're by a river? You got some corn nuts? Maybe like a Cracker Jack box? And you're on like a one-third volume. You're kind of wanting some of that wind, that wind reverb. Some of that crunch. I can't make crunch with just my teeth unless my teeth fall apart. And I don't want my teeth to fall apart. So you're just getting the wind noises and maybe some chewing. And hopefully, you just hopefully you just hear like a like a one third volume of the theme song, like right there. Oh, hey, a new a new episode. This is really this is really exciting. We're part of the river, and everything's fine. Maybe everything's fine with you, and you're stoked. And I'm stoked because it's episode six of the Pixel Drink podcast. I don't even know what date it is. I want to say it's June 12th, June 13th. I think 13th sounds better. It's a Saturday. So check your calendars because I don't have my phone on me, which is probably dumb. I'm probably going to need to fact check myself a couple of times. But nonetheless, my name is Matty Kerr. I... Gonna burp into the mic. My apologies, but I'm gonna make a shirt that says it one day. I created this concept of uh, the Pixel Drink podcast. Oh my god, double burps. What's going on? Jeez. Mark? Marky? I created the uh, Pixel Drink podcast. Year, a year, year and a half ago, thinking I knew what I was doing. No, 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 we don't, we don't, we don't know what we're doing. I, I took like seven, eight months away from drinking. I think that was kind of like the temporary nail in the coffin. I think that was the moment where my concept of the Pixel Drink podcast, where I'm like, I'm gonna drink and play video games on Twitch. On YouTube, I'm going to talk about cocktails and my sweet streams. It didn't happen. It, it, it didn't happen. I put up a fucking Patreon and said, pay me money for something that didn't happen. I'm not proud of it. But, I don't know. I tried. I think I tried. I didn't try, but I tried. I didn't give it my all. I was depressed. I was figuring life out. 
And I think the last time I did a podcast uh, was probably around, like, if I can recall, I honestly don't know if I'm accurate in this, was maybe <sighs> holiday, last holiday, maybe like six, seven months ago. And I was trying to still figure out a lot of things. And I'm sure I'll rehash some of those same topics just because that's how life works. We we process things in a cyclical nature. But I will also dive into some new concepts, some new brain activity. I'm going to start with what I'm drinking. <laughs> what I'm drinking, I don't think it's far off from what I was drinking last time. What I'm drinking is a, uh, drinkling is a sparkling water. Orange, naturally essenced, LaCroix. Mm. You got that live action earlier, right before the intro. Other little fun tidbit is we got Twitch live streaming happening at the same time. Streaming for about 15 minutes right before we uh, pressed record, which is fun because for those of you who are normal, borderline normal and are on on their little whispery river walk they didn't get to hear some of the talk I had and that shit was deep I know I uh, mentioned uh, our, our our twitch chat users we got I hate big fish right now we got the last Todd in there so at times I might be uh looking out to chat pulling some questions some comments if you're like, what the hell is he talking about? I feel the same way. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know who they're talking about. Maybe they're saying, you know, the most intellectual, stimulating knowledge, and I'm just dropping it. I'm passing it. I'm the, I'm the, the little headwig of, of messengers giving you the good deets you need. Or maybe they're just uh, trolling me. I don't know. We'll find out. I'm sure we will. I have a soundboard here. I know. I know. I. Uh, I. I've programmed it with sounds from previous podcasts. I also uh, do a podcast with a couple of friends, Dennis Weber and Byron McCoy, the Friends of Friends podcast. So I do apologize if I press any uh, sounds that don't make any sense because at the end of the day, I haven't planned this. It's midnight, 11. I don't know what time it is. What time is it? It's probably 10. So if I press anything that doesn't make any sense, you'll know. You'll know. With that being said, what I do want to get at is two topics, two big topics. One, The Last of Us 2. The Last of Us Part 2 comes out on Thursday. This Thursday, technically Friday, it's uh, June 18th slash June 19th at midnight, our time, Montana time, it's 10 p.m. Today, I uh, got my PS4 slim, got it loaded up, downloaded 75 gigs of deliciousness. And it's ready to rock and roll. So come 10 p.m. on Thursday, the 18th, we're diving in to The Last of Us Part 2. And 
I something about The Last of Us that I have such a visual memory of taking an Instagram photo of the disc of The Last of Us. And I I about it was 2013. And at that time, you know, I wasn't rolling in money. Not that I am now. But even then, I wasn't rolling in money. And so I rented a lot of games. It, at this time, I think I went to Hastings Book Music and Video. I don't think they exist anymore. I think they went bankrupt and closed. But that was like my go-to joint. Oh, all the good memories at Hastings. I could do a whole... I might just talk about Hastings. We'll dive into The Last of Us and we'll go back to Hastings. We'll go back to Hastings. So, I remember taking this Instagram photo of this disc because I, I, I thought the disc art was so simple and it just said The Last of Us and it was all black and I remembered the trailers and every all the hype of this game. The Uncharted series by Naughty Dog was one of my favorites. I think at this time they they have released Uncharted 3. I think 2 was my favorite. 3 had some creepy spiders. I don't like them. But 2 was r- amazing. And 3 was great. There, 3 had the spectacle. and it Uncharted in my brain at this moment could do no wrong. And I remember seeing The Last of Us trailers... And especially the demo gameplay. I don't know if it was, uh, I think it was an E3 where there was some controversy in the sense that it's like there's this, uh, Joel shoots a guy point blank and everyone cheers in the crowd and everyone's talking about like, should we be celebrating violence like this? I don't fucking know. Violence is crazy and weird and it's inherent in us as a society and with pop culture. So, it's kind of gross, but it's also just like, I don't know, I think I cheered it too. And I think I was just cheering the, the the visceral realization of of gameplay and what I saw happening live. It's it it's like that first moment and like the you can you can go back and watch this first demo gameplay and the the visceral nature of like the first guy he strangles and the guy's like trying to grab Joel's head and like scraping his face. I remember watching that be like, that's not real. That's fucking no way. Cause NPCs never behaved like that. That wasn't, there was no concept of them being someone or struggling or fighting. It was just there were targets with guns and they got shot or they did their little robot path. And it's not that The Last of Us, when it actually came to, like, when it came to fruition, it's not like it revolutionized that. They were still NPCs, but they just had so much more feeling to it. And that first reveal trailer just stuck with me. And I think it was this progression of, like, Uncharted was this Hollywood fun blockbuster, and Last of Us was this angst and fear that I had inside me, this underlying worry that it tapped into. 
and it flourished when I first saw that and then eventually took this Instagram photo, this photo of this disc before I ever played it, before I even knew what it was, I knew it meant something to me. Like I knew there was a tangibility to this thing. So I, I, I go home and I, I play it and I think I finished it in like, you know, two or three days. But that that first opening section has stuck with me my entire life since I've played it for seven years. It's such a gut-wrenching punch, and it doesn't let up. And I love it so much. It's one of my favorite gaming experiences, multimedia experiences ever. I, I hadn't touched it for about five years. And the PS4 came out. And I know they did the remastered version. And so I um, I dove back in. And I think I stopped. I think I was just like, oh, yeah, it's The Last of Us. It's cool. Oh, look at it. It's like on my PS4. And that was it. And then I, I, I played all these other games and kind of let it go by. And maybe it was this anticipation of The Last of Us Part Two, And maybe the fact that it's a real thing. And it's happening soon. But for whatever reason, about a month or two ago, I got all of this nostalgic feeling. Maybe it's because I'm living in the basement where I first played it. And emotionally, I'm 31 now and older, view the world differently, that this story, I dove back in and I started playing the remastered version and I played it about two weeks ago, week and a uh, week and a half, and marathon through it again. And it's I haven't done that since I originally played it. And fuck, it's kind of janky in some aspects. It's not like there's like so many stupid, weird hop on the palette, or it just feels dated. And it's weird because I remember revering this game so much. It's like Ugh. And there's just like aspects of the gameplay that are just strange. And the pacing. And like if you're fucking Joel, this fucking beefy dude, why can't you just climb out of this? It's a foot and a half out of water. I'm sure you could figure it out. But no, you got to wait for the 14-year-old to find a ladder to give it to you because it's gameplay. If for whatever reason now it feels bad. But then all of the story starts to sink in again. That initial opening hits harder than ever. And you watch this uh this behind-the-scenes documentaries and the conversations of the actors like Troy Baker um, talking about filming that gut-wrenching prologue. You, you, you start listening to the official Last of Us podcast and hearing Neil Druckmann talk about the story and what it all means. And you just... 
I don't know, man. I just start to f- get into that world again and feel this this story, and it's just so fucking awesome being a part of the zeitgeist. I love it, and it makes me re- remember why I love video games and why they transcend books and comics and film. They are so tactile in nature that they can't be comparative. No, they can, but they can't. So I I played the uh I played the Last of Us in the hardest difficulty. It's called Grounded. Took me a while. I had some shitty moments, some dumb gameplay, but I took it up as like, you know, this is supposed to be the hardest. I finally beat it, and I I played the uh, the Left Behind DLC, and I I dove in, and I did all of that. <laughs> and I wish I would have maybe waited one week because then it would have timed out perfect that I could have gone straight in. But I'm kind of happy that I get like a break because there is some intensity there, but it also is it's strange watching trailers to the new one, to part two, and then immediately finishing and playing this because the visual language of this, although beautiful and still holds up, cartoony. And then you see new footage and it seems like a horror game. It seems like violent and kind of intense. And I'm ready for it. But I think there's a nice break of, I played this, Play some Apex in between. Come Thursday, we're diving in. We're diving in. I haven't been this excited for a game. Oof, for seven years. When The Last of Us came out for PS3. And that's the truth. Somehow, the whole narrative of this story is coming full circle. And I'm all about it and never thought I would want a sequel. But here we are and we're getting a sequel. And I'm stoked. I'm absolutely stoked. I'm sure I'll get my impressions impressions out there in some format, maybe a in a podcast six months from now, maybe in six weeks, who knows, maybe in one week. But I I think I just wanted to put my opinion and my thought process out there. I'm going to check the chat real quick, see if there's any fun thoughts after that ramble. You've been with with me for uh, uh, 20 minutes. Thank you. Uh, You're a character, bro. Don't ever change. Laughing my ass off. Hey, thanks. I hate big fish. Preesh. I'm going to take a sip. Mm. The last Todd said, I like hot minutes. Dude, hot minutes are, you know, they come and go. Sometimes you get some lukewarm minutes. Sometimes you can make some uh, hot minute rice. Uh, ASMR corn nuts that probably was this is probably from 20 minutes ago in all honesty this these are comments that were made right away and then these people bounced 
and now I'm addressing them. That's how chat works in this world. Yep, next comment is from the last Todd. So we have two people in the chat. I love it. I'm headed to bed. Good luck with the cast, fella. Todd, I appreciate. I appreciate what you're saying. And, you know, I think um, I think it's going all right. I don't know what any of these sounds are, so let's try this one. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. Oh, we're on that soundboard. Um, yeah, riding my bike's fun. And uh, are, you are drinking TV static. I don't know what that means. I hate I hate big fish. I was with you until that. Unless I was making weird noises at that point, because if I was w- making weird noises, completely understand. And I get it. Annoying. Why would I be making all those weird freaking sounds? I don't know. I don't know. I think at the start of this podcast, I was talking about two things. I think I had two points. And the first one was The Last of Us Part 2. And the second one was something revelatory and probably, uh, you know, life-changing for all that listen. But I also don't remember. So we're kind of just like winging it. We're going to just like feel it out and see what happens. I think um, something that's so important to say right now is humanity needs to love, period. I think that that's a, it's a trickery, a treacherous line, especially in a, in a, in a podcast like this, in a, in a conversation like this. Humanity needs the love. There's so much unnecessary hate, confusion, anger, that all I really believe is humanity needs to love and we need to listen. Um, That's kind of how I feel about it. We also need to stay safe. Got some crazy shit still going on. And I I hope it all works out. But we're also just figuring out. And we will figure it out. Because at the end of the day, not to play lightly on any of the concepts, but at the end of the day, we always figure it out. I hope we do it in maybe some new ways, some better ways. But we'll do it. We'll survive. Because if we we don't, then that's fucked up. Bummer, dude. Still thought I had a good couple of decades. Thought I at least hit 50. Shit. 
Come on, I want to see the PS9. I want to see that sweet orb. Speaking of, nice little segue. What do we got here? Oh, shit. Some Chicago Bulls. Is it uh is it in bad form to uh redo other bits from other podcasts out of laziness? I don't know, maybe. On my TV shelf in November standing way too big. PlayStation. Oh my. Stop. Damn it, Matt. Gosh, damn it, Matt. You're better than this. Mark. Marty. Marf. Murphy. Murph. You're better than this. You're coming in here playing Alan Parsons thinking you can do some sweet voice acting? Figure it out. So Sony uh, came in and dropped some some knowledge on us they released like a 110 minute nope that's not how math works hour and 10 minute maybe yeah let's just say uh let's say that like maybe like an 80 minute 75 minute uh event where they showed some games they showed some PS5 games Grand Theft Auto 5 as well from PS4 footage that will soon be enhanced Dropping on the PS5. That aside, there's some backhand deals. There's something going on there. Mm. Yum. I mean, let's get real. Grand Theft Auto V has been on the top of the NPD charts for about uh, 135 years. It came out in the 1800s late 1800s, and it hasn't left the NPD charts since then. So I think it's kind of earned its right, right? It's earned its right, right? Don't believe me anymore, right? Um, To be there. And I, I also think there's maybe a better way to reveal it. I get what they were doing. It, at the very start, dropping a Rockstar logo from black screen Got so many people hyped. I've been watching a handful of reactions, and everyone's like, oh, fuck, something big. And then it ends up being, like, a game that was on PS3. By the way, it might be on, it's going to be on PS5. And it's fine. I get it. It's cool. To start a show like that, eh, business. Who knows? I take the real start of the show as the borderline CGI man host guy. I'm very I'm very sad that I can't remember his name. I, I want to say Trenton, but I know it's not Trenton anymore. Uh, introducing uh, the first game, and it ends up being Spider-Man Miles Morales, and it is a dope. Kind of this middle ground of Uncharted, Lost Legacy, this kind of side story, not quite a sequel, this this borderline sequel, borderline expansion, but it's a, a game you can just buy separately. 
money in the bank. I just think that is brilliant. I think it is a system seller. I hope that language gets explained so it's not like a two-hour game that people are thinking is going to be 20 hours, 40 hours. I hope it kind of finds that that communicative middle ground where it makes sense. I hope it could be a free pack and bundle with a digital edition. There could be a lot of, I don't know, I, 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 I'm not certain. If it ends up being a 10 to 15 hour game, fuck yeah, sell it for full price. But tread lightly, think smartly. Um, hi, we got uh, a new person in the chat. Uh, yeah, dude, Legerp, this is odd. Speaking of odd, there was a reveal to the odd world, and that's all I'll say about it because the tone of that was weird. I guess that's not all I'm going to say because it was weird as shit, man. I like nothing to do with odd world. Not because it's bad, but because I have no experience with it. It's like this PS1 game that my older brother's friend had, and it was confusing, borderline creepy, but also kind of cute. Made me feel weird. And then it's a side-scroller, but they look like claymation, mediocre graphics. Now you have it. Like, I remember for Xbox, you're going to have Munch's Odyssey or bullshit. Nothing good out of that. Here it is. He's cutting his stapled mouth with a knife, screaming. Shit's blowing up. They're trying to crack jokes. I don't know. I don't know. Legerp says... I look like Satan. Judge like Satan for a follow. Sure, I'll take it. You know what? I'll take it. Uh, Speaking of Satan, demons, uh, Shuhei Yoshida popped on the stream, this PS5 uh, event, and said... Something he's very proud of. Blue Point's new game, Demon's Souls. So Demon's Souls is being remastered for a PS5. And you know what? He drops this knowledge. He says something he's stoked on. Cut to trailer. And they cut to this trailer. There's beautiful vistas. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What's this? God of War? Is there? Is he? Is Shuhei stoked on God of War 2? Another vista, some snowy Alps, some trees. And I'm like, oh, fuck, it's got to be like God of War or maybe something amazing. And then there's a hanging corpse from like a weird griffin hand. I was like, oh, I don't know what this is. And then there's some archway. There's a big man, like a, like a, like a man in armor, like he's a giant wearing armor, like a knight. He drops his big heavy armor shield. All right, I don't know what that is. Oh, whoa, it's like a demon with a big blade. And I was like, oh, fuck. I've heard about this. Are they re- They're going to remake Demon Souls. Then there's like a big-ass Krang-looking dragon thing. Some alien with like four eyes, nine eyes. Four to nine eyes. He's got a double mouth. His mouth has a mouth. So I was like, whoa. 
What the fuck is it's got to be? And then like demon souls. And then I look at the title and it's demons, plural, possessive, souls, plural. Demons, souls. And I never knew that actually about the name. I was looking for two. Nope, it's a remaster. And then I see Blue Point. Bingo. Now it makes sense. They're known for their remasters. So they're, they're, they're redoing it from the ground up. And apparently, stoked. People are stoked. I'm not huge on the Souls world because I'm not great at video games. I'm okay. There's aspects of video games I'm good at. I also, I don't think I like this idea of fucking getting my ass kicked on the regular. Why would I want that? So I loaded up uh, Bloodborne when it was free to play on PSN on the on the PlayStation Plus, and I got about fifteen minutes, maybe sixteen minutes in, and I was like, mm, "It's pretty, but also gothic. Also, probably gonna have some crazy spiders coming out. I'm good right now." And then I just never hopped back in. People love this shit, and Demon's Souls was kind of like the starting point to all of this. So, it'll be stoked to, uh, I'm sure a handful of people will be streaming that shit on Twitch and loving it up. Maybe I'll finally dive into it. Maybe I will find the love that everyone else has. Oh, we got some hot action in the chat. Let's go to the chat. Um, all right, so it says, uh, uh, Lagerp says, using merely the color green determine my immortal fate. Mm. Hey, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a good life, man. Life's gonna be good for you. You're gonna be very happy. You're gonna make people a lot of happiness and give lots of hugs and handshakes. Yeah, maybe I did it right. Maybe that's what you want. Uh, we got a new person in the chat. The uh the th- the thirty three the three band. I love to suck your mic. Please don't. I mean, you can love to want to. Please don't. Because we're living in this, you know, pandemic world still. I'm going to say you've probably taken the precautionary measures to keep yourself safe. Preferably, though, my mic, the only one I want talking to and sucking it, is moi. Let me be the only one sucking it. Yeah. Yeah. Legger also follows up with Are you filming a video with live chat? I don't know. Maybe? Maybe I am. Yeah, I think I'm 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 live streaming right now. And you're commenting on it, so I think I think that equates to wait, let me think. Yeah, yeah I guess I'm filming it. Because this isn't very conversational. I don't know what the flying fuck you are talking about. Join the party. Join the party, Legerp. Gerp. 
moving along, this PS5 uh, event, Future of Gaming show, I think will go down in history as one of the best. Bold statement, underlined, italicized. Hashtags. Subscribe YouTube's, uh, like Twitter's follows. Why? After the Spider-Man, we go straight into Gran Turismo. We see another uh, CGI, borderline CGI render of the introduction of the game. Man, a Japanese man talking about it. We cut to gameplay. I'm not big into car games. Give me some Mario Kart and I'll fuck your shit up. Normal car games? Not for me. I don't know why. I've tried. I've got, I've like purchased Forza before. I've uh, played uh, Gran Turismo. I've rented dirt. Hopped into Need for Speed. Rolled out with Grid. Revved up with Drive Club. I don't know what I'm doing. I hate myself too. They're just not my cup of tea. I remember uh, my brother bought an Xbox original. Not one. Xbox original back in like 2002 been on the shelf for like a year or so and he just like went and did it and it was like the fucking coolest thing i've ever been been a part of uh just like seeing someone older than me spend their money and buy a system on a whim and all of a sudden we had a a gamecube nope let me let me try that oh fuck i thought it was so smooth shoot gamecube we had a gamecube and also an Xbox in our house. I was like, God, God damn it. That's amazing. And when we first got it, you know, he put a lot of money into the actual purchase of the system. So we had to rent some games. And I remember renting, I think it was like MotoGP, which was this like motorcycle racing game. And the raindrops hit the screen and you could put custom soundtracks. Dude, we fucking loaded up some Weezer. I didn't even care that much about Weezer. My brother liked Weezer. And we put Weezer on the, the Xbox. And I played my MotoGP. Because that was like the only game we rented that first week. And just like... of silence you end up found Jesus things are good or so are here this battle of Stevens awakens ancient feelings like father stepfather and then I would just write rev- oh did you want me oh god Game a cube. 
So I'm not really into racing games. Next was Insomniac going a little one-two punch or one-three punch, if I may. They hop in with a, a Ratchet and Clank, a Rift Apart, and um, it looks fucking great. Oh my god, I have I, I downloaded their 2016 2017 remake of their original that came in tandem with their uh, cinema release that was garbage never watched it but i heard it was garbage so i didn't care to watch it and i think the game was supposedly pretty good but i i i, I don't know what it was my life work i was busy opening a brewery at that time or maybe not quite yet maybe i was opening another pizza shop with the crew i was with um but I, uh, I remember playing it and being like, this shit looks fucking good. But never finish it. And then I watched this demo, and it immediately makes me want to go back and play the other and be like, fuck, I want to get into it because it just looks fun. It looks, that stupid statement of it looks like you're playing a Pixar game. It's like, all of our childhood dreams are real. Characters just are so emotive. And these crazy gator lizards are getting shot up with fun confetti guns. And shit's blowing up. And there's a robot that's talking. And you're transporting around. and It just is what we played in our brain. And imagine these pixels were are real now. They've been real, but it just looks so fucking good. And there's aspects like everyone's talking about these riffs. There's two different versions of it. There's these purple ones that pe- uh, the, the uh, Ratchet and Clank are like falling through. And like it, the SSD is showing off this PS5's SSD where it's immediately transporting them to a, a, a world that they can load instantaneously. There's a slight hiccup. Watching a Digital Foundry uh, wrap-up on the uh, conference, they comment on, there's a hitch. Everyone's talking about it like it's perfect, it's seamless, it's showing it. There's this brief moment where you do see the world pop in, and it slightly takes you out of it, but that's nitpicky. And to, to you know, paraphrase Digital Foundry, they're stoked on it. It's because it's real. It's not some prefabricated, rendered-out bullshit that they're targeting. It's actuality, and at the end of the day, it's like, it's what they're shooting for. And, you know, you hope Insomniac, with a couple of months to a year, they didn't give a release date on this game. They target it, and they they, they hunker down and fix that little glitch, that little hiccup, and make it so it's not that. And if it does exist, that's the reality of the SSD and what it can actually do. But it, it's just like that concept so fresh and so new and never able to be done on a console. And good on them, man. It's a showcase. And they fucking put it out there, and it looks great. And I, I if, if you would have told me about 10 minutes before this thing, I'd be like, I hope... I hope there's some cool games. And they fucking, within five minutes, are showing you it. And they dive in. They get some They get some lulls. They get some highs. I, I think uh, Little Devil Inside is maybe... Little Devil Inside and Kina were my two takeaways of like, fuck, dude, that looks awesome. 
Kina looks like this weird. Uh, Jeff Gersman, I think, made an uh, from Giant Bomb made a, a point that was like it's this middle. It's like this middleware slash like PS2 action game of like a new character that it's weird. It's like maybe he was maybe it was Brad Shoemaker. I can't remember, but it's just like here we are, <laughs> like. A new character, new scenario, kind of borderline boring world, but also fucking rad and looks visually stunning. But that shit didn't happen in the last couple generations, and now we're back into it, and it looks fucking phenomenal, and I'm so stoked for it. I think uh, Little Devil Inside is this humorous slash potentially devastating, who knows what the gameplay will actually be, but the art style is like cartoony paper craft or those old Christmas shows. And there's a poopy, there's a poopy joke. There's some poopy jokes and some sad crying hunkered down under rocks and killing bears and giant monsters and shit. It just looked visually compelling. And that's the kind of shit that like you don't expect or care for. It's like, Boom, here's Ratchet and Clank, here's Gran Turismo, Spider-Man, and then a little devil inside. And you're like, fuck yeah, dude, this is awesome. I don't I, I there was a handful. I can't remember all the games. There was one where uh, it was, uh, fuck, I, something about dinosaurs in high school. Not my cup of tea, but I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's fun storytelling. Like Daria dinosaurs, sweet. There was just a handful. And then they end with Horizon. And that was one of those moments where Horizon 2, I don't know if they're actually pushing the two. It's in there as a small Roman numeral. Forbidden West. Horizon and I have, we have a love-hate right now. And it's it's sucks. Not the game, our love and hate relationship. Horizon came out about a week before Breath of the Wild. And I played about 19 minutes, got busy with work, and then Breath of the Wild came out. And I just marathoned Breath of the Wild. I played like 60, 80 hours of that game. And never played... Any more Horizon. I don't know why. Just never did. Never had time. And then, the start of quarantine happened. I'm talking three years later. PS Now. I'm going to dive into PlayStation Now. What are one of the, what's one of the games? Horizon. Let's start that shit. Let's do it. And the, my, my fucking basement, my parents' basement connection. Can't handle it. GameCube. Can't handle it. So, I struggle for about an hour playing this game with glitchy garbage internet, or I could start to download it. So I start to download it, and it's telling me it's going to be 20 hours. And then I come back, and it's like one-eighth done, another 20 hours. And ugh. I finally, I think I get it downloaded. And for whatever reason, it just... 
I get it. I start to see why it's amazing. It's visually stunning. There's some aspects with like the character talking that feels a little like Fallout, like old Mass Effect, not even as good as Mass Effect, just like borderline static and like weird NPC bullshit. But that's to like be expected. Um, but it, it, I don't. It just didn't click. I wanted it to. And I started to kind of finally unwrap some of the story where it's like, no spoilers, but I don't know, Mother Earth shit and who you are. And I was like, ah, I just want to fucking know. And I start looking online like how long this game is and it's 40 hours and it's like, oh, quarantine, how long is this going to be? Probably 40 hours, so I don't have time. I just like making it up an excuse to like not fucking do it. So I... So I just YouTube. I just like YouTube this story. And I like kind of understood and kind of had an emotional reaction. I don't know. It sucks because here's this game that people love. and They love this journey of figuring out this story. I kind of did not spoiled it myself, but I just gave it a half-assed attempt. And now it's the tentpole of Sony and this PS5 reveal. And I think I think it was weird. It was like I was so stoked for so many of these weird games. Bug Snacks. I see an Octodad sign from the creators of Octodad. And I'm like, whoa. And, and then I see the trailer to Horizon Zero Dawn 2. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, what the, who the fuck am I? Like, what is this world I'm living in? But to each their own. And I'm sure I can... Go back and play Horizon 1. And Zero Dawn. And enjoy it. Maybe I won't. We'll see. I might might want to go back and play Spider-Man again before Spider-Man Miles Morales. The excitement of all of this, I think, is the big point. The excitement is... E3 doesn't exist anymore at this current moment. One, because it kind of was just sketchy as is. A lot of concepts and influencers and experiences for the fans, which is not a terrible thing, but the old world's different and streaming and press conferences and Xbox and Sony and Nintendo all leaving. It's like, what's the point? And then it died because of COVID-19. and It's weird because here we are sitting in the start, middle of June. And where's all the video game news? And so outlets like, you know, Jeff Keighley and IGN and all these places, Xbox last month, are, are doing things that are like trying to build up this anticipation and just hasn't felt like anything until Sony announces that they're going to be doing a, a, a Thursday stream. Shit hits the fan in the real world, so they, they rightfully so, they cancel. They, they postpone. They don't give a date. I remember that feeling of like, fuck. There's so much more important shit out there, but I felt sad. I felt like, as a gamer, I wanted something. I wanted this thing. 
But I accepted that, like, all right, right, we're in a different place in the world, man. People, humanity. Let's find some love and let's listen. And then they gave it a week, and they said, <laughs> "We're gonna do it on on the eleventh, on the twelfth, whatever day it was." Man, that morning, that afternoon. I haven't felt that excitement since a couple of E3s ago. This idea of a console reveal in June hit home. I I just like was frothing. I was frothing at my coffee. I made some yummy hipster coffee. GameCube. Mediocre. I keep rubbing my eyes because my contacts are about to rip out the... Ugh! It's also kind of late. Everything is just a little mediocre right now. Let's be honest. I was just... I've never... I've not felt that giddy excitement in a long time. And then... You start seeing these weird orbs... These weird little balls bounce around. Are we going to see the box? Everyone starts saying the box. Are we going to see the box? There's hints. There's all these interstitials of, what is that? Ooh, they kind of showed the UI for a second. Ooh, they're teasing. They're fucking out. They're trying to earn that money. They're giving us a cam girl pre-show. You want to pay gold? You want to drop some coins? It's $7 a minute, but you can get some good good. They've connected their little... (laughs) And then they reveal it. They do the sexiest... Like, they know what they're doing. Some just lo-fi chill beats. The, The orbs morph into the fans. And the grill and the blue light. And it just shows the strangest boy. This little f- fucking tall, chunky console. And I remember, I just am stoked at how weird it is. It's got labia. It's got, it. there's just these, this fin everyone's calling it a router or an alienware computer and I'm looking at it and I'm like that's just f- fucking weird but it's cool it's strange and cool and comparative to what Xbox is doing which at the end of the day I probably will hope to get both I'm going to lean towards PlayStation because I l- like the exclusives I also love Halo maybe I want to get back into it but you look at what they're both doing is kind of extremes. It's like, here's our monolithic black square. Uh, game cube. Tall game cube. And she's like, it's a fucking fridge. And then you put out this Eve from Wally. The shocking thing is this, this system is enormous and only a few people are talking about it. I know Brian Altano from uh, uh, Podcast Beyond and IGN actually brought it up um, in the most recent Podcast Beyond episode where 
the size of the PlayStation, if you compare the disc slot or the USB port, which is universally the same, and you line it up according to that size, it PlayStation 5 is the largest video game console ever. It's not as wide as the new Xbox Series X, but it's about five inches taller, six inches taller. It's enormous. It's go <laughs> it's it's a weird skinny PC tower. And I think that's going to start shocking some people. I think people will be okay with it. It's maybe decorative. Um I don't know. It's it's unique and I really can't wait till all of this plays out. Like we are sitting at 2020, we're halfway through it. And this world and the year has thrown us a handful of curveballs and sad stories, some positive ones here and there. We can't forget that there is all good. Like we 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 as humanity thrive on on sensationalism and we see stories and and big hot topic things we we see tragic events and we we try to prioritize that in our real world and the meaning of it all and at the end of the day like we have to we can't forget that like some good's happening there but i will say as a huge video gamer i am so excited for holiday 2020 because of the console war because exclusive games because uh, it's just exciting to be a part of for six years we've been looking seven years we've been looking at the same shit and it's i mean i'm stoked for five days i will be playing a game on a console that's six and a half seven years old and I, can, I that game is the hopeful potential of my new favorite game is how I'm approaching it. That's our lofty expectations, but I, I, I've seen reviews. I've heard non-spoilers. I'm like anticipating the way it will affect me, and we will see. So the anticipation of games is always there. But when you bring in a new console generation, it just, it's gravy. It's biscuits and gravy. Some yummies. Just like a nice little savory. Maybe if you want to throw in some yummy chicken too. Oh, God. Brunch. Oh, I could talk about brunch. I could talk about Hastings. That's what I was going to talk about. But unfortunately... I said I was going to do this for about 60 minutes, and we're at 59 minutes and 22 seconds. We hit up the big points. This is a Sony-focused uh, episode. Last of Us Part 2 will be uh, debuting in five days. I'll be playing it. I will be in the middle of the world in five days, which is blowing my mind. Four days. I don't even know. And I'm not going to be in a PS5 anytime soon. But we will find out more information. I am going to end it with one prediction. Maybe two predictions. I'm going to end it with pricing. They did not announce any pricing. 
But here's my thought. They announced a digital-only version, no disk drive, and one with disk. Uh, Bloomberg has reported that it is essentially costing Sony $440-$450, maybe plus a console, to just create no profit. And Sony maybe doesn't want slash have the ability to take a large hit on that. They could and hope that the software makes up for it, but they probably won't. So what does that lead to? There, There's a couple of options there. People are saying, how greedy do they want to be? How high of a price? So if, if we're going to say a baseline, let's just say 450 is what it costs them to make. That's not 100% accurate. I'm paraphrasing. But if 450 is what it costs them, 500's the general. Let's just say if they want to make a profit, it's going to cost $500. Would they be greedy? greedy? We can just say gritty because he's a cute mascot. Would they be gritty enough to go to 550 or 600? And I'm saying nah. They will not go to 600 ever because 599 USD is never going to fly after what they've done. The stunts they pulled with PS3 killed them. They can't hit that 600 number. Maybe next generation if we have one, not this one. 550, 549 USD is not 600. So it's different. And I could see that, especially if they have a different skew. They have two skews. One could be 549, one could be 499. And that's like, if you if you want, you can hit that 500 price point. That's not what's going to happen, in my opinion. My vote, they're going to do this shootout with Microsoft. And Microsoft's going to do their damnedest to hit that 399 price point because PS4 did that and it fucking from day 1 crushed Xbox Microsoft if they if Xbox can hit 399 they have a huge chance to win this generation i also think they have a huge chance in general because of their services and when Xcloud in 2 to 3 years comes out that's going to be an entire another topic. But Xbox, Microsoft, they're all about services. Sony's all about this sexy, weird robot box. My prediction to finish this episode is PS5 is going to release this holiday season at $449 for the digital-only edition and $499 for the regular edition. Xbox is going to release their digital-only edition at $399, and the regular at $499. I feel like there will be a $50 price gap for Sony and a $100 price gap for Xbox, but that $100 less will be because they want to hit that $399 spot. They want to be the cheapest slash most powerful slash most uh, service provided. The powerful could be interesting because I've heard that this concept, which this uh, this idea of uh, 
Xbox has it. Lockhart is a rumor. It hasn't been revealed yet, and I assume that's going to be their next step. But Lockhart um, is going to be their digital-only edition, and I, 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 I'm making this prediction. I'm going to put this on the record. The record of uh, three people in chat and uh, 14 people that will probably listen to this stream. So someone please reference it later. With that being said, GameCube. I have one soundbite. I'm just going to keep playing. I think that's going to be it. Uh, I really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, checking out the live stream. I might let this run a little bit after the uh, the recording, but otherwise, uh, I, I I really appreciate everyone. And um, oh shit, oh shit, I was hitting the wrong one. Damn it! Dang it all the heck! All right, that's what I wanted. I was trying to do like a smooth transition out. But I appreciate it, everyone. Thank you for listening to episode six. I'll give you some feedback on how I feel about Last of Us 2. Maybe some PS5 news later on. Peace.